This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, 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 people. Hi there. Hello, hello, hello. It's so good to be on the air live with you tonight. I pray that you all are well, whoever is listening and wherever you are. I am well. I am well. It's been a minute. It's been almost a month since I've been live with you. And you know how I am. I like to give an account when I've had to be away so you don't think that I'm just out somewhere messing around, (laughs) wasting time, so to speak. I have had lots going on uh, since October 11th. That's the last time I was live. I um, will just give you a few of the highlights, though, Um, the the most significant highlights were a trip to North Carolina where I surprised my daughter with a birthday celebration. I just felt really compelled um, to do something special for her. She loves to um, do for others and to, you know, um, just host and celebrate and she she's so supportive of everything that I do and I just felt like this year especially with us uh losing Chris that I wanted her to feel special so I succeeded in planning a surprise birthday party for her and that is no small task okay she is she is an investigator she has she has an investigative mind um, she has done some investigative work for a living, so that was not easy for me to do, but I pulled it off. I pulled it off. Thank you, Jesus. And she said she was really, really, really surprised, and um, just to see the smile on her face and the tears in her eyes when different people showed up that she um, was missing and needing to... Um, connect with and reconnect with uh, was a blessing, was a blessing. No sooner than I get back from that, I get an unexpected invitation to participate uh, to, um, I thought initially I was just going to basically um, attend, attend this event. It was called Releasing the Word, or should I say it was hosted by Releasing the Word International Ministries, okay? The host was the the chaplain that actually was there for me and my family when Chris 
was um, when we were given the news that Chris was uh, not going to make it. She was the vessel that the Lord used to really bless us and support us. And um, she was having a five-year ministry celebration, an anniversary, and she asked me to um, attend. And um, to my surprise, that turned out to be an opportunity for me to actually minister. I didn't expect that, but she ended up asking me to share my testimony of um, that experience, the experience of of Chris getting sick and passing away, but my ability to continue to move forward, to uh, continue with the things of God, to continue with ministry, the theme um, centered around thriving, surviving, and reviving in the midst of the pandemic, thriving, surviving, and reviving in the midst of the pandemic. So um, the Lord does blessed. He blessed, and I ended up inviting my daughter to join me. This was a Zoom uh, meeting, um, and my daughter joined me, and then the Lord ended up using her and giving her an opportunity to minister also. And so it just turned out to be a blessing. I have not... um, had that privilege and that opportunity in to that degree in in a while in a while um well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute yes lord let me fix that i was invited probably about a month ago also to an event that one of my cousins hosted i don't even think i mentioned that to you all one of my cousins has a bookstore in Stockton, California, and I wasn't planning on talking about that or I would have the name of the bookstore here with me, but um, she has a bookstore and she's a believer and she was hosting an event um, that was all about dealing with our traumas, um, recognizing triggers, dealing with our traumas, um, basically addressing mental health issues in the church, in the body of Christ. And that allowed me an opportunity to um, talk for a brief moment and share about one of my books, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, because that was tied into the theme, the trauma. You know, sexual abuse is certainly a trauma, a traumatic thing. So that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been up to. And more than that, but those are the highlights, all right? (laughs) Those are the highlights. So now I'm back. I'm back, and um, I've got a, a, a good show planned for you in the sense of it being informative. It's 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 informative. It's necessary. Um, I will be talking about a subject that I haven't dealt a lot with lately. When we first started this program, we talked a lot about sexual abuse, a lot about various forms of sexual abuse. Um, I shared my own personal testimony. I talked about both of my books, the story of me 
and overcoming sexual abuse. We did that for the first couple of years that we were on the air. And then the Lord um, allowed us to shift our direction and become more inclusive with other traumas, um, and we started addressing life, love, and traumas, okay? But today, I'm going to go back to our roots. I'm going to go back to our roots, and the reason for that is because um, while I was off the program as far as lives shows were go, um, a story did hit the news, um, story did hit the news and it was a story that was 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 troubling i have to say it was troubling it was provoking troubling disturbing all right and i pulled several articles about this story and it is about a man who was allegedly who allegedly brutally rapes a woman on a train as other passengers stand by and do nothing. That was the original headlines that I heard, that I heard, that I saw people talking about, and that really just made my blood boil. Okay? It really um, troubled me. And um, I had to tuck it away because I had other things going on. But since I'm with you now, I figured this would be a good topic for us to address, not just to provoke people and make people upset, but to um, uh, give the biblical perspective, okay, to offer hope, to offer hope to give the biblical perspective on how to overcome these very types of things, how to combat, how to overcome these very types of things, okay? So I am sipping some hibiscus and green tea, um, not necessarily one of my favorites. I really do enjoy it, um, but it's more for um, health reasons. Uh, tonight, I just decided I wanted to have something that was more healthy than tasting the taste. You know, the tasting good. It is good, but I wanted. I was just more focused on health tonight. Okay, so I said, let me try to fix me something along those lines. So I've got my tea. I hope you have your beverage. Whatever your beverage is, um, I'd love for you to join me with a cup of tea. But if you do coffee, um, that's between you and the Lord. (laughs) The Lord took me, he took me off of coffee many, many, many years ago. He said that was something that I no longer needed because I was um, seriously a coffee person, a coffee addict, okay? So get your beverage. Um, We're going to talk about rape and lasciviousness. We're going to attack it 
uh, in terms of these articles and this story, and then I'm going to follow it up with insight and information from the biblical perspective, which I write about in my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I'm going to jump right into this first article. This popped up in my uh, email notifications uh, from Blaze, B-L-A-Z-E. It was written by Sarah Taylor. Man allegedly brutally rapes woman on train as passengers stand by and do nothing. Of course, that is an, an alarming an alarming situation that's an alarming allegation and it's an alarming and tragic um, e- 
bent if this, in fact, is what happened. Uh, my natural response was was frustration and anger and disgust, just disgust that that uh, that something like this could happen, and that people would stand by and do nothing, um, male or female, um, primarily males. That's I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, let me read the article, okay? Um, I highlighted the most significant parts of it. Passengers stood by and watched as a suspect raped a female passenger on a Philadelphia area train, according to reports, and did nothing to stop the heinous act. I probably should have said at the beginning of this show that um, this content could be shocking and that you need to monitor your your youngsters. If you have any minors, you need to monitor and gauge whether or not this is something that they could could benefit from or or this is too much for them. Okay. It goes on to say the woman reportedly attempted to stop the man from touching her. He tore off her clothing and raped her on the train, officials said. The alleged assault, according to reports, played out over a period of eight minutes. Okay. Uh, Eight minutes doesn't seem like very long in one sense, but if you're being brutally assaulted, it could seem like a lifetime, I'm sure. Okay. The... uh, Let me skip down. Um, Let me skip down and say the assault was observed by a CEPTA, SEPTA, CEPTA employee who called 911, enabling the SEPTA officers to respond immediately and apprehend uh, the suspect in the act. In the act. There were other people on the train who witnessed this horrific act, and it may have been stopped sooner if a rider called 911. So they're implying here that an employee, not a rider, not not a passenger, was the one who saw the event and called 911. Okay? Upper Darby Township Police arrested the suspect, 35-year-old Fiston Ngoy, F-I-S-T-O-N, Fiston Ngoy, N-G-O-Y, a homeless man on charges of aggravated, aggravated indecent assault without consent and rape and sexual assault. I personally don't understand how you end up with all those different titles to say the same thing. To me, rape is aggravated indecent assault without consent. (laughs) It is also sexual assault, but this is how it reads, okay? Said he's being held in the Delaware County Jail in lieu of $180,009 bail. As of Sunday, that was back on this 
this article was dated October 18th. So as of Sunday, he did not have an attorney. Okay. Uh, someone else says here, um, I'm appalled by those who did nothing to help this woman. Bernhardt said, anybody that was on the train has to look in the mirror and ask why they didn't intervene or why they didn't do something. The unnamed victim was transported to a local hospital. She is expected to recover. Bernhardt added, what this woman endured at the hands of this guy, what she's been able to provide for us, it's been unbelievable. Okay? Of course, I was upset to hear something like this. It's just hard to even imagine that anyone would stand by and see something like this going on. Some of the reports that I heard at the time also said that people were videotaping when I first heard the story, they said that people were videotaping uh, the event. Naturally, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I, I just can't imagine this. In, I'm wondering, in my mind, I'm thinking, was this like in broad daylight? Was this on, I mean, it clearly was on a public train. These were the things that I was thinking. Me and my daughter discussed it. And it was just upsetting. I had to put it to the side and continue with life and other things. And so when I did my follow-up research about it, which was today, I found more articles, more articles. There was a follow-up article that I'll share with you that actually says, according as of as of November eighth. No, no, no. Sorry, that's the wrong date. Uh, as of October 25th, October 25th, that the allegations that the passengers or the bystanders stood by and shot video during the rape were not true. That came out, okay? And I have another article here, but before I go into those articles... Um, one of the articles included a link that you can click on for the court record, the public court summary. This is what this is called, the Magisterial District Court. It's got a number. Uh, I guess that's like the case number, public court summary. So this is like you can get a record of this young man's um, arrest and charges that have been made against him, okay? So from that, I found out that the arrest occurred on 10-13. It gives several alias names. Mukombola, Mukombola, Fiston Mukombola, okay. Um, It's got the different statutes that are listed that were violated, and it's got the description of those statutes, and the ones that I highlighted that didn't seem repetitive to me were harassment, 
subject other to physical contact, rape, forcible compulsion, rape, unconscious victim. Now, I thought that that's interesting because the original article didn't say anything about the woman being unconscious, but I said, hmm, unconscious victim, um, sexual assault, disorder, conduct, hazardous, slash physical, uh, OFF, which was abbreviated for something, probably offense. But what I also thought was interesting is that there was an arrest of another kind back in January 14, 2020, disorderly conduct, hazardous, slash physical, OFF, um, Let's see. There looks like a repeat of that same offense. Then um, 5-23-2021, there was another arrest, and it says resisting arrest slash other law enforcement, disorder conduct, hazardous, public drunkenness, and similar misconduct, then there's another arrest record for 7-14-2015. Harassment, subject other to physical contact. So there seems to be re- repeat offenses, mostly of disorderly conduct. Um, there's an arrest date for 8-24-15. And it says, INT, Possession Controlled Substance. Maybe that stands for, I'm not sure if that's intentional, um, but POSS, Controlled Substance. So there seems to be some history of drug abuse, disorderly conduct, and now this allegation of sexual assault. So I wanted to give you uh, that background, okay? But then... As I was um, preparing to read some of these other articles, let's see, which one did I read first? Let's see. Well, after I read this article, I had a thought drop into my spirit. And um, I'll share that thought with you when we come back after the break. Now, this article is written by... K-I-R-O-7, um, K-I-R-O-7, or it's on their their um, webpage, I should say, okay? More after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I am talking about rape and lasciviousness. This article is called Prosecutor, semicolon. Not true that bystanders stood by shot video during rape on Pennsylvania train. Okay, it's written by Teresa Seeger. Cox Media Group, National Content Desk, October 25th, 2021. And this one says, it's simply not true that people watched this transpire and took videos of it for their own gratification. Now, I never heard in the beginning, at least I don't remember hearing in the beginning, that they were being accused of taking video for their own gratification but this one puts a little spin on it and says it's not true that they were doing it for their own gratification. Um, the implication that I got in the beginning is that people just were taking video like they seem to do whenever something's going down these days. That seems to be a first reaction for so many people is to videotape now instead of addressing the issue. Everybody wants to videotape and become a reporter. Um, but anyway, let me continue with the article so I don't run out of time. Um, the incident happened around 10 p.m. Now, this starts to paint a more clear picture to me of what happened and then the problems with what happened and the things that could have been done to avoid this incident. It was uh, about 10 p.m., I personally have an issue with that time, okay? I don't believe that women should be out that time of night alone if there's any way possible that they can help it. I just don't believe that that is good thinking that it, that, that is wise, okay? Um, those are some of the things that I also talk about in my book, I don't go out late at night like that 
very often, even when my hubby was still alive. We changed our lifestyle so that I used wisdom, okay? So then it goes on to say here, after the incident, Upper Darby Police Superintendent Timothy Bernhardt told the Inquirer that there were a lot of people, in my opinion, that should have intervened. Somebody should have done something. I do agree with that 100%. 100%. Okay. He added that the incident speaks to where we are in society and who would allow something like that to take place. I agree with that. The spirit of lasciviousness is prevalent in our land, people. Lasciviousness is unbridled lust. It's um, lewdness, things that years ago would have been considered absolutely inappropriate, not acceptable, period, period. Put a dot at the end of it, period. From the way people dress to the music that they listen to to the increase in pornography, to the acceptance of sexual perversion, the spirit of lasciviousness is prevalent in the land. And that is definitely, definitely the culprit when it comes to seeing something like this unfold or happening, okay? Rape has always happened since the fall of man, but for it to happen on this scale in a public train and for anybody to videotape it for whatever the reason without intervening says a lot about where we are as a society, okay? But as I continue to read... I got a better picture of the whole situation. And it goes on to say it happened over time. Supposedly, supposedly, between several articles, it appears that they got on the train together, this man who allegedly raped this woman and the woman who was allegedly raped. They got on the train together. They set next to each other, or should I say he sat with her, um, and supposedly over uh, about 40 minutes, he continued to make advances at her and try, and touched her and tried to grope her. And the, the witness, the video camera said that she um, elbowed him or like, you know, indicated to him several times to leave her alone before it escalated to that point. They did say, let me just read it, what they're saying here. Um, this incident that's happening, it is an incident that happened over time, so people are getting in and out of the train, the car. He says they may not have all been aware at any time of what happened previously, I paused there to ask, did she scream? Did she scream? Did she yell? 
during any of this time, did she move? If he was making advances that she didn't want, did she get up and move and go tell somebody, go tell the conductor, the, the staff, the ring the emergency bell, like what? These are these are things that begin to pop up in my mind as they begin to explain the story a little more detail in a little more detail. Okay. So um then I disagree. The cop says here, one of the cops say here, um, in defense of those who did not intervene, he says, You are under no criminal no criminal obligation to intervene and put yourself at risk to stop a violent crime or any other crime from occurring. I have not yet heard any article say that he had any sort of a weapon. So the violence was his own physical body while other bystanders were were there. Okay? So he says no criminal obligation but there's a higher authority than the criminal system, okay? And the Word of God says that we are our brother's keeper. When God asked Cain, where is your brother Abel? And Cain came back with a smart comment and said, how do I know? Am I my brother's keeper? Well, the Lord made it clear that Yes, we are our brother's keeper, that we are supposed to have human concern for one another, okay? Whether it's a stranger, someone that you know or not. So this still troubles me, and it still speaks to the 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 low, the low that we've come gone to in this country. Is it new? For um, mankind, no. But there was a time that something like this absolutely would not have happened in this country. Matter of fact, I remember when one of the um, well-known and sought-after rapists, uh, man, I can't think of his name right now. I just had his his name in my head. Um, But pictures were out, sketches were out all over the city where he was believed to be in. And I remember that somebody spotted spotted his behind. They spotted him in a neighborhood. And the whole neighborhood, I mean, people from the neighborhood began to scream out and call and say, this is that guy, this is that guy in the posters. And they all came together and jumped on that man and held that man until the police got there. I remember that. I can't think of his name right now. Um, anyway, let me press on because I do want to get to the um, scriptural, the scriptural aspects of this. Um, in the arrest affidavit, the authorities said that Fiston in Goy boarded the train a short while after the victim, who he sat next to. Over the next 40 minutes, officials said he repeatedly tried to grope the woman. Surveillance video showed the victim pushing him away several times. And like I said, I don't understand why she didn't move, why she didn't get up, why she didn't scream, 
complain something. So then just before I began to read this final article, I had this thought that just jumped into my mind and into my spirit. And it said, everything that glitters is not gold. That's what I heard in my spirit. Everything that glitters is not gold. So that's the same thing as saying don't believe everything that you hear and don't believe everything that you see, okay? All right? This story sheds even more light on the situation. This story was written October 22nd, and it talks about the narrative that passengers watched a man rape a woman on the train in suburban Philadelphia and did didn't do anything. They said this narrative is false. That it is false. This is the other side of the coin. Okay? <clears throat> they may not have understood what they were seeing. And the only thing that comes to my mind about that is that I have heard reports of people actually having sexual relations on airplanes, on buses. So I found myself wondering, did the people think that this was actually consensual behavior? And even if it was, that is still appalling that people would sit back and allow such public displays of lewdness and lasciviousness and not stop it or report it. Okay? So, I go on towards the end of this article, and now you got to hold your breath until after we come back. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. 
Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm talking about rape and lasciviousness. And the final article that I am uh, reading from is by the Associated Press, October 22nd, 2021. And I almost uh, skipped over this statement that kind of went along with my own interjection. It says here, uh, the people may not have understood what they were seeing. People get off and on at every single stop, stole Stolsteimer said, that doesn't mean when they get on and they see people interacting that they know a rape is occurring. That implies to me that people interact, commit lewd acts, because I doubt that these are husbands, husbands and wives, and even if they're husbands and wives, um, Getting busy on the train or the plane or the bus is not the appropriate place to do that. Um, lasciviousness is certainly at work here. The spirit of lasciviousness, unbridled lust, is certainly at work here. Now, interestingly, Enjoy Ningoy, I'm not sure how you say his name actually, um, was pulled off of the woman how they put it, caught in the act, pulled off the woman at 10 p.m., okay? And his reply is, his response to all this, he told the police he had seen the woman before. So when he says seen, I don't know if he means with his visual eyes or if he means that he had seen you know, they've been seeing each other. I don't know. And that the sexual encounter was consensual. Of course, when the story first comes out, though, it sounds like the worst of the worst of the worst. Now, this is still bad. Don't get me wrong. It's still bad. It's still bad. But the picture is not quite as clear now. Okay. Um, all of the other charges were for indecent disorder, disorderly conduct, 
um, drug possession, things of that nature. I realized that people can escalate to more criminal behavior when they let those things go unchecked. Um, The woman says that she never met him and did not give him permission to touch her. Now, interestingly, like I said, did she scream? Did she get up? Did she move? Did she go tell anybody that she was being harassed? Um, In the biblical perspective, I'm going to read from my book here. On page one of my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, in the biblical perspective, um, rape is taking a woman by force, of course, taking a woman by force, and I'm going to read some about that, but I'm going to start with the definition. The definition, according to Webster's, is a crime of having sexual intercourse with the person forcibly and without consent. It also means to plunder or destroy, okay? Now, interestingly, though, in Scripture, in Scripture, I'm going to start with now page uh, 3, 3. And I'm going to read. I know many rape crisis centers teach that rape has nothing to do with sex or sex appeal. They say it is only about power. This is not true. Okay. Fornication, which is sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman, Unlawful sex is all about lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is unbridled lust. Okay? You just go any which way. You do just anything of a sexual nature. Lust, rebellion, manipulation, and power. These are all attributes of demonic activity okay they say there's nothing sexually appealing about a baby or a child whose body has not developed yet and i agree there's nothing sexually appealing about either of these to a person whose spirit and sexual appetite has not been violated has not been violated themselves hasn't been violated by Satan, hasn't been violated by demonic activity. In other words, to one who has not been perhaps molested or raped themselves, even if it means through things like uh, pornography, seeing things that they should not have seen, seeing sexual behaviors that they should not have seen. If one has been sexually violated, they've been spiritually violated, And they will also become perverted in their own emotions and sexual appetites if they are not rid of, delivered of, or protected from the transmission of the evil directed toward them that they themselves were infected with. 
people need to understand that lust, unbridled lust, unbridled sexual lust, has no conscience. It will cause a tree. I'm still reading from my book. It will cause a tree, an animal, a baby, or a child to look enticing, to look good to someone who's been perverted and made vile. That's why we used to call people that molested children perverts. That's where that came from, because it is an act of perversion. Perversion is something that is twisted, okay? It is not straight. It is not normal. It is twisted, okay? Now we've got government officials trying to advance, pass legislation and bills to advance pedophilia, to to in De- decrease the age of consent between a child and an adult so that they can so that that adult can engage that child sexually we've got legislation being passed in places like California pushing for that stuff and even under the former administration they were pushing for that for the age of consent to be 14, if I'm not mistaken, okay? There's no age of consent from a biblical perspective for a child and an adult. Now, how you gauge and determine if one is a child or if one is an adult is quite different than we do things in our society, but there's no age of consent for a true child. All right? Reading from the book, Incest, Rape, and Molestation, or About Lust, Power, and Control. Okay, I'm running out of time. So let me go over to, where do I end here? (sighs) Sexual immorality. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to get all this in tonight. You really need to get the book, people. Okay? You really need to get the book so you can understand these things from a biblical perspective. All right? So I've got about five minutes. Let me see which one of these I'm going to deal with. Um I'll start reading here. Page four. If a woman was a virgin, engaged, productive, i.e., for example, working in the field, this is in biblical times, a man forced himself on her, rapes her, he alone was to be put to death. That's how strict God was and is about violating someone sexually, against their will, all right? But there were guidelines. The woman had to be a virgin herself. She had to be respectable and productive. You know, she couldn't be someone that was rebellious and loose and um, a prostitute or, or sleeping around. She herself had to be chaste. 
And if it was found that she was raped, that man was to be put to death. Okay? This situation also required that the woman cry out, call for help, and tell on her attacker. I've only got a minute left. You can see where I'm going with this. How do we overcome sexual abuse? By getting right with God. By getting right with God. By going back to the principles that he gave us. Porn should be illegal. Adultery should be illegal. Fornication should be um, frowned upon. Get the book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, until I see you, until we speak again. Good night.